For those who are new around here, my name is Lauren Rose and I run this thing whenever it feels right. So thanks for tuning on in and coming back. I have so many, so many stories to tell you. Um, Also, yeah, I'm uh, fiddling with my mic setup right now. I feel like you can hear everything around. It's like surround sound, like in the womb kind of audio so enjoy that asmr on me um but yeah we're gonna work with it but god life has been crazy i just spent like three weeks on the road um mostly in california some in like san francisco la area um and halloween is right around the corner so i'm just gonna stop right here and play the first song so we can feel it out this is Creature from the Black Leather Lagoon by The Cramps. Enjoy. You better ask my mama how to make a monster. I'm the creature from the Black Leather Lagoon. And I'm a beautiful monster from outer space, too. Fire and sort of good. Come see my devil daddy. 
All right, welcome back. That was The Cramps with Creature from the Black Leather Lagoon. Super dope. They are actually from um, Sacramento originally, which is awesome. So, yeah, I passed through there um, on my way in to San Francisco area. And, yeah, it's my first time kind of visiting San Francisco and checking, you know, what's good or whatever. Um, I went to Hate Street just because of the history. And I was, I don't know. I always talk about this with that podcast. Um, you must remember this, which is amazing. And everybody should listen to it. Um, Karina Longworth did, you know, that whole series on Manson. And she spoke a lot about that area. And that was kind of like the cesspool <laughs> in like the 60s you know for kids on drugs and I don't know just living their best free life while also it was just rampant with um you know abuse date rape like blah 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 blah. sorry that's heavy but you know I just I wanted to check it out and and it's pretty touristy in some regards but definitely saw a group of hippies with like a baby they were like playing um you know some drum circle type music and the kid was just on the sidewalk dancing um and yeah there was some like concerned tourists walking by like that baby shouldn't be with them but he seemed to be having a good time and I never want to mess up anyone's flow, so. But yeah, San Francisco is weird. I didn't see any naked people, which is unfortunate, but I saw a lot of naked people in L.A., so it made up for itself. Um, but yeah, I was working a film festival, um, not in San Francisco, but across the bay. Uh, is, that, is that how you phrase that? I don't know. It was in Marin County. And I love that festival. It's awesome. And I just get to see my family of fest friends because we all hop around. We're like roadies for the films, you know. Um, So I didn't get to see any films really at the fest, but Honey Boy was there. And that's by Alma Harrell, who is a goddess. And she just um, kind of relaunched her nonprofit, which used to be Free the Bid, and now it's called Free the Work, um, all about trying to give underrepresented people um, access to bigger budgeted or just work in general um, by creating kind of a hub for networks and people to pull from. I don't know if that makes sense, but she was there, and that was super cool, but it was really hard because when we were doing the festival, um, I don't know, these fires kept on happening and I'm slow to the West Coast. Like I knew of earthquakes, I knew of the fire in the past, but didn't realize how rolling blackouts worked and how companies would turn off power just to be safe during high winds. Um, and one night there totally was a fire like in the city that I was working in. There were like 11 fire trucks that drove by during one of our screenings and you could just see them like follow, like snaking up this huge hill. There's 
like glowing red lights and stuff and um there was a fire up there and they put it out but it was pretty wild this woman like came blasting in front of the theater and we have like a fire lane and you can't park on it or park in it like no one can and part of my job is to be that bitch and go up to the people be like hey you you have to move your car sorry and she gets out and she's like my husband's in the movie like I have to evacuate my house I need to go in and her dog was in the back of the car and stuff and so we let her go in and they he came out and they hugged and stuff and then he went back to the movie because I guess he wasn't bothered um and so yeah it's just high stress high urgency um ended up being fine the fire and I don't know we ended up switching theaters to a different one because the power could have gone out during a film which is terrifying especially like in a 1920s opera style theater where all these people could literally fall and split their heads open. So we switched it up and it was cool. And I did eat Shia LaBeouf's leftovers, okay? <laughs> it has to be mentioned because um, I promised I would say something. Uh, but yeah, he came uh, to the Q&A and, you know, theater ops, we all worked fucking like, 12 13 hour days and that day was just super long in general because we had to move all of our shit from one venue to another um so yeah he came and it was really brief but I guess at some point like his team or security or something gave us uh the, this is food that he didn't want to eat or something and so I just remember hopping in the car, like, right after the movie let out, and someone has, like, two huge bags full of, like, nice-ass farm-to-table food, and I'm like, where'd that come from? They're like, oh, it's Shia LaBeouf's. And we're like, okay, um, are, what are we doing? Like, are we eating it? What's good? And so we were all staying at this, like, cool old seminary house. It's It's hard to explain, but we had like this feast it was like um what you call it the the last dinner the last supper <laughs> and we just displayed all of Shia's food and it was really nice there were like um like radishes or something that looked like flowers I don't know if it I don't know if it's edible but we went there and we were all just joking and delirious and eating his food and it was great so thank you Shia <laughs> It's just like one of those things that happens this whole fucking festival and life is bizarre. But yeah, I don't know. I'm always advocating for Honey Boy, guys. I saw it at Sundance. You're going to love it when it comes out to theaters. And it's just really refreshing to see when actors, directors, writers take risks, you know, like stealing second base or whatever it's just like sometimes people go for things and even if they fail it's still like yeah you really you really tried and you really went there and I appreciate that and I've really I mean I watched you know Shia's career growing up I was a huge even Stevens fan and stuff like that and so seeing the film it's a way more personal 
um, story. And I, I just feel like I know some of the background just based off of like the scenes that they recreated um, of him acting as a young kid. But it was even cooler, too, because part of my job was was to like manage the lines. So I'd always see people before they went into a movie. And there's this one dude who didn't really like me. I don't know. Like we weren't hitting it off. And I don't try to talk to people. But if they talk to me, you know, we go for it. And so one day we started chatting about films and I'm kind of like earning his uh, (laughs) trust or something. He's a bit older and um, he was in line for Honey Boy. And I told him, like, you're going to love this. And he's like, oh, you've seen it. I'm like, yeah, I did. Um, and he came out and he's just glowing. He's like, best film of the festival. It's in my number one um, or like my top three for this year. And I'm like, yes, like, that's what I'm talking about. You know, and he didn't know anything about his career, really. He just loved the film as is, as a story. So, well, I don't know. And just seeing his career, and especially um, American Honey by Andrea Arnold, that's another one of my favorites. Just that whole aspect of taking risks, like making a road film, having it be super long and kind of, kind of like disorienting. Um, and in that film in particular, uh, Sasha Lane, when her character is basically, if you haven't seen it, it's about this young woman who decides to leave this home-like situation. It's not really home to kind of go on the road with these door-to-door magazines, sales, people, um, which is just a bunch of like vagrant, you know, youth. And Shia's kind of like a second in command um, in the group and they end up having this romance. But there's just a scene in that film where she's deciding if she's going to go or not. Like she has her bag. She is going to this like hoedown throw down country line dancing bar where her I don't know I forget if it's it's like her biological mom is there but basically this woman is staring her down dancing on the dance floor it's the most intense moment you just like cut it with a knife and she knows that she's gonna be leaving and it's like that make it or break it moment, you know, are you going to steal second base? Are you just going to go for it, leave your life behind? And she does. She ends up running away from that terrible situation. And it's, I don't know, just like super powerful. So I guess in general, I'm just a fan of anybody who takes risks and I don't know, just puts himself on the line because that's what's important about cinema to me you know I want to feel my insides like ripped out I want to like relate to something and I feel like a lot of films are kind of fluff every now and then and this one just really hits home for a variety of reasons so that's my whole story guys (laughs) and I can uh yeah finally just close the book on that one. So I did eat Shia LaBeouf's leftovers.
So with that being said, we're gonna move to <laughs> we're gonna move to the next tune. This is Haunted House of Rock by Houdini. Please enjoy this one. It's amazing. Outside in the pavement and torture chambers down in the basement. Cobwebs hanging over your head. Music being played by the Grateful Dead. And spinning on the turntables back to back. There's no other than my main man, Wolfman Jack. The MC of the night, rapping to the tunes. What's the creature from the Black Lagoon? There's a sign on the door that can't be missed. It means enter, but at your own risk. There's people been reported going in the haunted house, but never again seen coming out. You ask me if it's true, I'll leave it up to you. Here's an invite, I hope I see you tonight. We sent out invitations for weeks and weeks. We invited in all kinds of creeps like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, the Adams family and the Monster Five. The party free. One of these days they're gonna catch him red-handed. Not for sneaking and free, for being a booty advantage. The bartender was cute, but kinda hairy. And Dracula was killing those bloody Marys. He got drunk as a skunk started trouble all night. But everybody knew his bark was bigger than his bite. It was the only place for you to be. The first 200 witches in the party were free. And all was well until the clock struck 12. Everybody jumped up and started raising hell.
and foaming at the mouth. Just minor side effects of the haunted house. You have haunted dreams all in your sleep. You'll be tossing and turning to the funky beat. Frankenstein was there with some crazy looking chick. I think he said her name was Voodoo on a stick. She had a big fat head and a skinny body. I wouldn't be caught with her alone. There's no one at a party. Ego is there with the monster crew. I've seen everybody there except you. Why didn't you come? Weren't you prepared? Or could it be that you were scared? It's just not fair that you couldn't be there. Cause you really missed a lot. I'm telling you, we really brought the place down at the haunted house of rock. Haunted House of Rock by Houdini. An amazing, amazing track. I love it. Um, yeah, God, Halloween is coming up. I'm trying to be, it's a couple months in the making. I want to be um, kissing Kate Barlow for Halloween. And my buddy who I work with, um, actually a few of the boys, I think they're all going to wear orange jumpsuits from holes you know holes and i want to get some lizards like fake lizards that can like pop in my uh pockets or whatever (laughs) so yeah um life so after san francisco i hopped down to la just to see what's up and i have a friend who's there and she works in programming at this really really awesome production company um that are doing you know the lord's work and so i got to stay with her and very weird i went to this art opening at um the broad and that was the first time i'd ever been there and it was just so cool everyone's so awesome and eclectic it felt like what i imagined to be like the 60s art scene everyone's speaking like different languages and they look super awesome and I mean it's just in comparison me and my friends kind of I don't know not scummy but we're just not at that level of whatever that is and yeah they're like passing out Prosecco and wine and stuff and it was just super bizarre and surreal and I that's the thing with LA I feel like I'm always going to be on the outside looking in which is fine because that's honestly how I 
prefer it, but it does feel weird <laughs> just observing everybody. And I feel like I will move out there after this gig. Um, I'm back in Utah now for the next couple months, but um, yeah, I went to Malibu. That was tight. I went to Manhattan Beach on a date, which was cool. Um, and before that, on my way down, I went down the one, um, which was super dope. I stayed in Monterey slash Pacific Grove for a night, which was cool because it was kind of sleepy. It's kind of like off season for tourist stuff. So it was just paradise and, um, Yes, a lot of the a lot of the stores were closed down when I was there and I was leaving kind of early, but I walked past this one shop in Pacific Grove. Um it was called Vinyl Revolution, which is a record store and I was drawn to it cuz this guy was just blasting like metal music in this really like nice bougie town. I'm like, "Wait, these are my people." So I went in and um he's just cool. Some like deadhead guy and I bought a bunch of CDs and um yeah, it was just I don't know, people are nice. I've had a lot of good interactions, you know. Working can be hard because a lot of people just yell at you or they just get flustered and stuff, especially the festivals because it's just such a higher paced energy than what people are used to. But at the end of the day, it's like people get to see their movies. They're happy, inspired, and that's just what we want. And we get to see each other and sometimes see the films and just see different cities and you know, LA was going to be kind of my vacation because I don't, like, I rarely spend any time down there. And I actually picked up another gig, um, another mini festival thing. And that was also um, showing Honey Boy. So I felt like a stalker because I'd literally just seen the director up in um, Mill Valley. And I don't know, it got me thinking about like press junkets and stuff and how exhausting that is and surreal from my perspective because I just I just work there you know I see all these beautiful people coming in and showing their films and you know I just stare but um I don't know it's still pretty dope and actually I met a couple people who have known me um from this or from my videos back in the day and I just it it's surreal I'll never really be able to understand how to approach it or talk about it I guess but it just is really I don't know I just it's nice to be I don't when people come up to you and they're just really open and not afraid to say hi and share a little experiences or whatever. So I don't know. Overall, it's just kind of been a wild ride. And when I was in LA, um, I went to the arc light, which I'd, I'd never been to. It's pretty iconic, you know, I went to Amoeba, but, um, at the arc light, I saw the lighthouse, which had played, 
at our fest and um, I really I liked it it's by Robert Eggers you know and he did The Witch which I loved um, and apparently he's doing like Nosferatu and I've, I think he has like an art background or something because everything is really amazing in terms of like production design or cinematography that he, he does I've read something from The Witch, how they constructed the houses with the same tools of the time period in which the houses were built, if that makes sense. Like the wood thatching they had. I don't know. There's something about that. But um, I liked how it was shot in like, you know, that square, like 4-3 format. Um, it felt really confined and is black and white, which is beautiful. I think anybody with like a film background or anyone who's done Super 8 or something, like you can really appreciate that factor. And I just love that format in general. Um, so it reminds me of not just older f- films, but also Elephant by Gus Van Sant. That was just kind of the same vibe. Um, constricted perspective but also it perfectly frames everything that's important you know um so yeah I I liked it it was a really great exercise um in acting and stuff I'm not sure however like how important it is I guess um for me you know I like those like gut-wrenching films that are drenched in like technicolor stuff like that and I didn't mind the black and white but I just feel like these days more than ever it's important to focus on the content and um the urgency of things but I totally appreciated it for what it was and it was cool because at the arc light they had the the little lighthouse beam crystal thing the light I guess and um one of the ones that they use in the film displayed in the lobby so that was super cool and I just love how the the appreciation for film obviously that LA has and it's cool when filmmakers come and make an effort to connect with the fans and I don't know. There's just a lot of really pleasant and nice moments. And I did see a variety of um, different size cockroaches. <laughs> you know, the full L.A. experience is seeing the cockroaches. And I'm cool with them as long as they pay rent, they pay utilities, you know, pitch in. But no. Um, yeah, it's kind of wild out there but very beautiful, a lot to mind. So I hope to be back. I will be back actually in November for another fest um, just to attend. But yeah, I'll always be the outsider looking in. But, you know, they say don't meet your idols, but it's really hard when all you want to do is just like work for your idols and support them and their vision and I don't know. I'm st- I'm sure that's going to bite me in the ass someday. And I've already had experiences of that, I guess. But overall, it's just um, it's interesting and 
there were a lot of beautiful moments and I'm looking forward to going back. Another thing I wanted to mention was I was listening to Moby a lot and I know he's kind of scummy these days. So we can just talk about that later. But um, it was funny because I was in a church thrift store in Pacific Grove and I they were playing like choir music and I was sure I was going to burst into flames. And then suddenly someone threw on this CD and I was like, damn, they must have found that in the back. Um, the album play, you know, so I went to that record store, they had it, I picked it up, all I listened to was this CD, so I'm going to conclude this episode with Run On, it's a good tune, good samples, and um, yeah, if I don't talk to y'all before Halloween, I hope you have a good one, and just remember, it's Halloween every day. Every day is terrifying. (laughs) Just kidding. Have a good one, y'all. Bye. You might